You're listening to 103.5 FM, The Sun Community Radio, WLSPLP, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, and you're in homeroom with Brad Saren. Hi, my name is Todd Molesky. That is Brad Saren. Hi, Brad. Hi, Todd. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. Brad Saren is the superintendent of the Sun Prairie Area School District, and we're glad to have him back on the show uh, this week, and uh, hopefully you're feeling better. I think last time you were out, you didn't have a voice, which was not going to be very good for yes, radio programming. Yes, I know. I know. Like everybody else, and like, of course, the, you know, the, the, the area, you know, my family got sick, and we had ran through the entire family, and we were, you know, doing quarantines and taking care of each other and staying, trying to stay hydrated and the whole thing, but I'm really excited for today's show. Yeah, today's show is great. We're, we're talking about adaptive sports clubs and what that means in the district. And we've our guests today are Sadie Brown and Ellen Presto. Thank whoop, you. Whoop, welcome. Thank you for joining <laughs> thanks us. For having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Let's let's talk. Let's before we you know get into the the the, the topic here. Let's let's learn about you guys. Uh, you're both adaptive FIAD teachers in the district, and and I we'll get into what that means a little bit. But I guess maybe start with you, Sadie. What's what's your background? What uh, what got you into teaching? What got you into FIED teaching specifically, and then into maybe adaptive sports teaching? Sure. Um, so I um, attended the University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. So go Eagles! Um, I went there, graduated in two thousand nine. Um, I got my first job was teaching high school um, students for a year, and then I taught elementary for five years. But I just kind of felt like I was missing something, um, and that was that working with those kids with special needs piece that I enjoyed enjoyed doing when I was up in Lacrosse. Lacrosse has some great adaptive programs and. So I saw a job opening in Sun Prairie, applied, was super lucky and got it. And I've been in Sun Prairie since. So this is my 13th year teaching um, here, finishing here, working here in Sun Prairie, um, doing adapted um, FIAD. And it's super fun because here in Sun Prairie, we just do it a little bit different. We, all of our kids get to be in PE with their peers, which is very unique. Um, not a lot of schools do it that way. So we're very fortunate that we get to go support our kids with their peers and they get to learn from them and their peers get to learn about them and work with them as well. Great. And Ellen, what's uh, what's your background like? Um, my background, I come from UW Oshkosh, a uh, background in physical education, adaptive physical education, health education, and adapt or adventure education. <laughs> so many different backgrounds there. And I have my master's degree in adapted physical education from UW Lacrosse. So um, I got the same kind of background as Sadie did. Um, learn from all the same professors and stuff. We actually competed for that job Sadie was talking about. <laughs> um, and she got it. And then I got the job the, the next, next year after her. So um, really fortunate to work in Sun Prairie um, and their offerings for adaptive physical education. Um, many districts around the state do not do it the way we do it here. And it's very exciting that we do because all the kids, um, the opportunities that they get, it gives them um, to be with their peers, to be social. Um, there's lots of things that they are learning in physical education, not just active movement, but how to be a, a good um, a peer and how to, how to be collaborative and work together. Um, it's awesome. And I've been in the district for six, six. years now. And I have, yeah, thanks, Sadie. And um, <laughs> eight years teaching. Okay. And so both excellent teachers, but uh, Sadie just earned a national award. Sadie, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I, um, yeah, I earned the state um, teacher of the year award for adaptive PE in 2020. And then I was awarded the Midwest um, adaptive PE teacher of the year in 2022. So I got to go to New Orleans um, where they announced a national teacher and I was super lucky. Um, the other four ladies were amazing to get to know and the 
girl that won is actually from Minnesota and kind of like an idol of mine. So it was super cool that um, she won. But I will, I've said this a hundred times and I said it in my interview for that. Like my team is the reason I am the teacher I am today. So if it wasn't for Ellen and Chris and Mike and Cole and Blake and everyone that I work with, like I, that's why I'm just the one that talks the loudest out of the group. Um, so that's why I got it and probably not them, but honestly, like it's a team award. Yeah. And, and, and Brad, I mean, this is like, it's not unusual for some prairie teachers to be and and educators not necessarily classroom teachers but educators to be recognized with these kind of awards that's got to be pretty cool from a district and, and really a, a community um uh, perspective to to see that happen as, as often as it has been no absolutely and and you know these two you know amazing educators they'll say that you know they're you know lucky to be in sun prairie and really what it is is we're lucky to have these two amazing people serving our kids and families so thank you yeah all right let's take a step back um what are adaptive sports i'm going to throw this out to all of you in in, in one piece or another and and, and brad will come to you for for a, for a district perspective in a little while but sadie or ellen whoever wants to go at this question what are adaptive sports and uh, you've talked about their unique. You do them uniquely here in Sun Prairie. How so, and how did that come about? Sure. So um, our program has been around for a very long time. The adapted physical education program, us pushing in and supporting kids in PE. But as far as the adapted sports um, league that we're starting here in Sun Prairie, that is not been in existence here at all. Um, and that is going to be an extracurricular opportunity going to be like a varsity level sport for high school athletes um, who have IEPs or 504s and they would qualify to be a part of this team. What's unique about it is that it's just for those kids that have IEPs or 504s. So peers that don't have those cannot participate in these sports. Um, and it, it's not that these kids can't participate in regular sports, but if they try to participate in a regular sport and would actually alter the game, um, then they're not able to play. And so the then they don't have any other opportunities. And currently Sun Prairie doesn't have any extracurriculars other than Special Olympics, which Special Olympics is a little limited um, in that they only support kids with cognitive disabilities in their leagues. Um, so this opens up to our kids in wheelchairs, our kids with cognitive disabilities, the kids with visual impairments. It kind of really opens around to all kids with IEPs or 504s. And, and IEPs are the individualized education. Ed I'm, I'm going to forget it all. All, all the, 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 <laughs> all the lingo. Soup. Yeah. Um, but those are, those are plans that uh, maybe can you explain what that means and, and, and how exactly that, that feeds into uh, the sports plans? Sure. Ellen, do you want to explain that? Cause I feel like you're better at talking about that part. <laughs> are you talking about the 504s and IEPs? And like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's basically just um, all our students who have special specialized instruction um, needing that through their programming here at school. Um, they basically can't participate in our regular ed sports because it modifies the game. So basically what we're doing is we're providing the, them opportunities to have a varsity sport level for them. Um, and building that community for them here in our district and making them feel like they are part of our both our high schools like what a great opportunity to sorry run out on run out onto like their court and representing uh the west wolves or running out on their court and representing um some prairie uh east i'm gonna cut out right now um, <laughs> we've got a, a live school uh happening here so yeah <laughs> right. the normal background yeah, so Ellen was just saying, like, I think it's just important that we're 
um, giving these kids that opportunity to, to be able to be, you know, a, a role, feel like a part of their school and a community member in their building. Yeah. And Brad, from the, the district perspective, I, I, I think this is something that um, provides a level playing field for everyone in the community, regardless of you know, who they are, correct? I mean, that, that, that gets right down into core beliefs of the district uh, for everything. But this, we're talking about sport, sports specifically, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the unique things about us in this district is that our vision and mission indicate that we should serve every child every day, both inside and outside the classroom. And what this is, is it's directly aligned to how we aim to support our students. And when uh, we have amazing teachers like this come with an idea of how we can like further, you know, fill into our vision and mission, we jump at the chance to try to find a way to do it. Yeah. Sadie or Ellen, who wants to talk about what kind of sports are offered here and, and, and uh, I guess how many uh, and what kind of opportunities that provides uh, for students in the district? Go for it, Ellen. Yeah, I can talk about that. Um, so we are going to start off our fall season with indoor soccer. Um, and it is like a month and a half type of season. Um, we're going to be competing against East and West, or that, that's going to be our starting point. We're really excited that we have our two high schools. And that's kind of what brought up this opportunity. We're like, hey, we're going to have two high schools. We can co- start this off by com- competing against each other. And what a great opportunity just to get it out there, get get the community seeing, getting other districts um, um, seeing what we're doing here and want to be a part of that. Um, and then after fall season, winter season, we're offering uh, indoor floor hockey. And then in the spring, we're going to be offering indoor wiffle ball. Um, all of these uh, sports are going to be offered indoors just because of the simple rules, keeping the ball together, just modifying and adapting those type of rules. Um, we also have like kind of like a border that goes around the court, which is really cool. We um, got a grant for that from the Education Foundation. Um, they supported our mission. Um, we are going to be putting their label on our, our court, um, <laughs> which is going to be awesome. And so that kind of keeps the ball in play longer and the puck in play longer so that the kids aren't running or chasing it down. It just rebounds off and they can continue, continue their play. Um, so yeah, it's going to be awesome. And we're offering all three of those sports, but kids who want to play indoor soccer because they like that, that's awesome. They don't have to play uh, indoor um, wiffle ball or indoor um, floor, floor hockey. hockey either. Um, they can choose just like any other individual, any other, like what is their preferred sport, but they definitely can play all three if they want. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I wonder, I, I know... Um, Minnesota has had a competitive, yes. you know, a larger, and I don't, I don't know if it's run through the state high school association there or. So. Yeah, it is now. Okay. Um, is that a model for this? And do you feel yes. like this is like something that should fall under the WIAA at some level to maybe to take this to more districts to get more involvement? Yeah, that's our, that's our long-term goal. Um, so we actually saw this model in lacrosse area. Um, Ellen actually got to experience it and work through it when she was there for her grad program. Um, they modeled it after the Minnesota school. So Minnesota has been doing it for a long time. They, we literally took their model and took it into some prairie and made it our own. Um, and we're modeling what lacrosse area is doing. There's four schools in the lacrosse area doing it. 
And then there's a couple schools in the Oshkosh area doing it as well. Our hope is with them and our program and us to start more schools in our big eight conference to get rolling with it, that we can really truly make this a WI sanctioned um, activities and make a state tournament and all the things just like every other high school athlete gets. Yeah. Are these, um, you know, opportunities, you mentioned that Special Olympics is kind of operating on a separate uh, plane, different, uh, you know, I, I don't know, different uh, rules or regulations or those kind of things. Is this something that it comes up through, um, you know, does anyone have these kind of opportunities before they get to high school, I guess? Are, are these being done through other organizations, the sports, uh, to get kids involved before we're talking about high schools? And how is that working? Yeah, there isn't really a ton of opportunities, unfortunately, in Dane County um, that aren't either farther away for our students here in Sun Prairie or cost them, you know, money of certain kinds. And Special Olympics, we do have that's connected to our school here in Sun Prairie. So that's something our younger kids are able to do and involved in. But that is, again, only our kids with intellectual disabilities. Um, we do have there's a wheelchair basketball program in the area. But again, there it's like an hour drive from Sun Prairie for any of our kids to get there. There's also a power soccer in the area, but again, it's expensive and hard to get to for our kids. And a lot of our kids, um, we notice anyways, that transportation is really difficult for families. So if they don't have the appropriate transportation to get their kids um, to and from things, they're not going to take them to these outside um, things. So we're in, in this opportunity that we're providing, you know, transportation to and from school is something that the school district does. And so that's going to be helpful when we're doing these kind of things and offering it right here where they go to school versus them going to outside places. You're listening to Homeroom on 103.5 The Sun Community Radio, coming to you from the 103.5 The Sun Studios, underwritten by the Bank of Southern Prairie. We're talking about adapted sports uh, today with Sadie Brown and Ellen Presto. Uh, also have Brad Saren here. I'm Todd Molesky. Uh, I, I'd i like to talk a little bit about how people can help with this. Um, obviously, they didn't I would imagine you need coaches, you need help. Uh, what what can people do in the community who are who are interested in this and, and want to help out with it? Yeah, so we have a lot of people interested in helping. What we need is people to want to step up to actually coach. Um, we've been uh, searching for anybody in our district, teachers, people that work with this, people with disabilities, um, anybody that's just interested in the game. Um, we have plenty of support people that really are going to step up and, and come to our games and come to um, and come and support our kids throughout practices, throughout games and things like that. But what we really need is coaches. And we are actually going to be running it through our athletic department, which this program is totally funded as an athletic um, department department as a sport um it's going to be treated just like any like basketball for a district um so we are putting out that throughout our district in search of coaches so we are in, in need of two soccer indoor soccer coach coaches at um in at west and two soccer coaches at east and that's like our biggest thing and we do need people to come and cheer on our kids um when we have like our first um sporting game i would love to if we could just pack pack the gym space that we are going to be amazing yeah it would be amazing if we can see uh, like tons of members our community um other kids that are in support our regular ed kids are in support of our students um 
yeah, so we're going to be promoting that when we have our first game, and we're hoping that people come out and support our students in our first game. I think that would be the best thing we could do um, for our kids. So if we have any listeners out there that are interested in coaching soccer, um, how would they uh, get in touch with you guys, uh, or should they go through uh, athletic department? or how, What's what's the, pr- the process you'd like to follow there? Probably the fastest way would be to get a hold of Eric Knee at the athletic office because his name's easy to remember. Um, otherwise, you can email adapted PE teachers at sunprairieschools.org. Um, that is our like group email address that you can get in, would go to all of us, would go to Ellen and I and our team. So we would um, be able to connect them with the right people as well. How does this, um, I mean, I, I, I would imagine there is, uh, you know, a set kind of rules, but you're, you're talking about creating new sports and things like that or new offerings here. How do people, are these rules kind of set by an organization somewhere else or are they copied from Minnesota or does Minnesota copy them from somewhere else? How, how does that all work out in, in terms of maybe standardizing what happens? We're not sure where Minnesota got them from, but we are copying from Minnesota. (laughs) So the rules we are following um, and the reason we're following those is that's the same rules that the lacrosse school district areas are doing as well. And so when we do get to the point of playing in a state tournament, which is going to happen, um, we want want everyone to be playing the same way. Um, So we are having conversations with them, you know, about different things like. Um, we have kids, you know, in wheelchairs that maybe can't propel themselves. Like how do they participate when you guys play so that we're doing it the same way in our area as well. So yeah, the rules and regulations for how the game is played is already all set and laid out. Um, we're just going to keep going with that and uh, make sure that we're doing it the same way they are. Yeah. And I think once we have like an association of more teams, um, we can come together and kind of create our own Wisconsin rules, like how we want to play too, and, and make it more established for our state and how we want to run things here. But like Sadie said, for right now, we're kind of modifying it from uh, the Minnesota Association. What's interesting to me about that is that this is really like how baseball started. I mean, there were, there were rules. Every club had their own rules. And when they played someone else, they kind of had to decide on whose rules they were following. And so that's right. that's interesting to me that, you know, this is is, is really kind of at, at the, the base level of things. And you could imagine maybe 10, 15 years down the road when the, things are more standardized and things have a uh, you know, a common kind of, uh, uh, association, I would imagine in the state, uh, it'll be a lot easier. You don't have to worry about those kind of things. I, I would guess. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's nice that we're doing it with the split of the two new schools, right? Cause we get to control how we modify it for East and West right now. We don't have to worry about another school coming in and, um, we can really just control what's happening here in some Prairie. Yeah. How many kids are we thinking are going to be in, involved in this in, uh, next school year? Um, right now we have a pretty big list. I want to say there's 40 on the list, um, of students that currently qualify, um, or that are interested, um, whether all 40 will come out for fall, um, is one thing, um, right now about 10, I think it's like seven to 10 kids that can be on the court. I'm not hundred percent for soccer, Ellen, maybe, you know, but, um, so, you know, obviously there'll be rotations just like another sport, you know, rotating kids in, but we're not gonna, um, we're gonna make sure everyone gets playing time and all those pieces are part of that as well. Yeah, and for co- someone who's uh, coaching and the two coaches, they'll have to be working in sync together because you want to pair up their ability levels. And that's mm-hmm. something we learned about the Minnesota Soda Association as well as the lacrosse area. What they do is they kind of talk together as 
opposing coaches and say, Hey, I'm putting in this lineup here and you're going to put in this lineup and then we're going to have a good competition game. Um, so that's kind of a cool way of doing it um, for our kids as well, just based off um, abilities. Yeah. You'd mentioned that, uh, you know, that you're talking about lacrosse, Oshkosh as other districts, how can Sun Prairie be a model for other districts here in uh, the Dane County area, uh, Southern Wisconsin, South Central Wisconsin, um, for being a leader in adaptive sports. What, what can Sun Prairie do to show that this is something that is, is valuable for its community? We, um, well, if anyone that knows Ellen and I, we're very organized people and we have everything ready to go. So if somebody says, if DeForest comes to us and says, we want to start Adaptive Sports League, we can literally hand them over all the digital files and say, here you go, change the name to DeForest because it's done. It's ready for you. We have budgets. We And that's thankful to Lacrosse Area and Oshkosh, you know, as well. But we definitely um, put our own twists and touch on things to make it work for us. But we have it ready to go that we can hand over. And we are more than willing and help willing to help, you know, other districts get this going um, yeah. for them as well. And um, Jennifer Apodaca, our special um, ed director, as well as our athletic director, Eric Nee, um, both are, have been really big advocates for our program. And so we are also going to be speaking at like an athletic directing meeting, as well as a special ed directing meeting um, to promote this within the district, as well as or within the within Dane County, as well as other other kit other groups around the state. So, um, yeah, it'll be great. I, I, I think maybe there's, you know, at, at some point you're, you, you would imagine you hope that, that there's younger kids that get into this so that it's not something they just jump into in, in when they right. start high school. Right? How, right. how does that, some, something like that evolve? And I don't know if there are other things you can look at in other communities, other States, um, mm. that, you know, who can kind of get involved in, in those earlier ages or to get kids opportunities to do this in those earlier ages? Yeah, we um, definitely, I know we've talked about like having youth nights and, you know, putting on youth camps. I know some of the other programs run a summer camp where they um, provide the opportunity for incoming high school kids. So middle school age kids that they can try out the stuff and kind of get interested in it for the next few years before they start high school. So that's one thing that we've talked about, but we're really just trying to, to like get through this first year and really just get it going. And then we can always add these pieces, but they're definitely on our list of goals of things to add um, into the future. You know, there's a miracle league in Dane County um, in Cottage Grove that a lot of our students participate in as well. And so that's a really um, great similar opportunity to the wiffle ball is just outdoor versus indoor. Um, so that's a great opportunity for a lot of our kids to get involved into, at least for that sport. Yeah. And I know uh, our parents of our younger students are, listening um because they're very, excited. they're very excited they're following our facebook page they're commenting they are like cannot wait that this is an opportunity for their child when they get to high school because i think a lot of parents as as younger is like what is my kid going to be able to do when they get to high school like what how are they going to be a part of that community and what what is going to be offered to them there's a lot more things for um kids with disabilities as, as younger in younger ages, like around the community, around Dane County and stuff. So um, 
it's, I think it's a worry for parents, like what is going to be for my child? How, how can I get them excited about high school and how can I involve them in the community and people see them in the community? And I think this is such a great opportunity for them. And I think those parents, uh, the younger and our older are just super excited. I know parents who are, have their children that are out of, um, uh, have gra- graduated kids as well. They're like, ah, oh, I wish this was there for when I was, my kids were there, you know, like they, they're really into it. So it, it's great to see everybody um, listening out there and, and wanting to be a part of it. So. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really clear. This is taking a lot of planning and a lot of work from your guys, you guys and, and your team, and also a lot of support from the community. And you mentioned the education foundation earlier, stepping up and, and, and providing resources. This is not something that just happens or just happens for, for no cost that there has to be some support behind it. And I, uh, we should give them another shout out for, for helping, uh, make this happen and how uh, maybe you guys can talk about how, how you've worked with them to, to kind of set this in motion. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's it's amazing to feel supported. Like in, mm-hmm. in our planning documents, we had lists of people to reach out to to receive funding. Like we had lists of like, this is how we're, we're going to present to the district that we are going to do all of our own startup costs. We're going to do all this work and we're, we're going to fundraise all the money. Yeah, yeah, do all this stuff, you know, and we always had the education foundation um, in the back of our mind. So when that grant came out um, to write it this spring, I was like, yes, all on top of it. Let's, let's try it. Let's try it. Let's go for it. Um, and we were so excited to receive that grant. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. We're so lucky to have them um, for our district and supporting our, our teachers and all the programming that we do and that they see that this program is valuable um, to our district. Um, but yeah, we were so supported throughout the whole district with this. And it, it just like I was, we were prepared to talk to Eric Nee and propose this budget and propose all this stuff to him. And he just was like, yep, we're doing it. We're going to figure out how to do it. You know, and he, that's, that was what he said. No hesitation. No hesitation. He was like, yep, I want to do that. Whatever I can do to help. And then as well as Jennifer Apodaca, she was like, yep, we're doing it. We're going to figure it out. And, and I was like, like, it took like a huge weight off of our shoulders and we just got to planning then. Like, it was just like, all right, we're going with it now. That's the fun part. Yeah. That's, I mean, honestly, this is something we've been talking about since Ellen started. So six years, this has been a conversation we've had every year. Like we should really start this. We should really start this. We don't have the money. Well, how are we going to get the money? We need to say we have money. We got to, you know, like, so to be able to just walk in and them to them to say, yep, we're doing it. And we're both like, okay, cool. Now what? <laughs> it was yeah. super exciting because yeah. we didn't expect that at all, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And, and it, it is great to see that, you know, members of the community step up when, when called to, to do that. And, I, and I'm guessing maybe people that are out there hearing this are going to say, Hey, I want to help that too. Um, yeah. Help we it should grow. also give a, a shout out to elite um, embroidery. They, um, we had a kickoff event a couple weeks ago and we have a logo that one of our teammates had made. And we wanted it on shirts and we wanted to have shirts at our kickoff event. And Elite was like, yep, we got it. We'll make shirts. And they donated um, 40 shirts, I think, that yeah. we could hand out to families and just give to them. And so now we have families walking around some prairie with these Adaptive Sports League shirts on that are just so proud and so excited. And we have younger kids and older kids wearing them, right? So there are people are like, hey, what's that? Tell me about that. You know, so it's like 
advertisement for us, but also like just this fact that Elite stepped up and just said, yeah, we'll do that. So we're super excited to be working with them as well. Yeah, well, it, it, it's really just exciting to, to hear all the work you've done and see that it's it's just about here when we get into the next school year. Um, mm -hmm. Last thought from you guys, we've got about a minute left. Um, just your excitement for to get to there, uh, to get to next fall and get to that indoor soccer season and, and, and see it happen. Uh, can you just briefly talk about that? I think for me, um, we have had these like to-do lists, these long lists of all these things we have to check off, right? And Ellen and I sat down the other day and we were like, okay, our list is getting shorter, right? Like we're getting these things done. And it just to feel like we're almost there to that point. Like I, I'm just so excited for that first game and just to see the kids' faces. And, you know, even if only their parents show up and us, like, I don't care. Like, I'm just so excited for that moment for them and just to see them coming out on their courts and wearing their team jerseys and um, just it all coming together in that moment's going to be amazing. Yeah. And um, I'm planning to do a big, like that first game, <laughs> get the band there get, the, band, get yeah. the mascots get the music <laughs> pumping and some lights down low like things like that it's gonna be awesome <laughs> yeah well make sure you let us know when that's gonna be and we'll we'll make sure to, to help communicate that word and you can sure check the uh this district website and the, the athletics Absolutely, website yep. for for the yeah. latest on that too well sadie brown ellen presto thanks so much for being here thanks for what you do thank for the you district for being here and for the Just kids amazing story Awesome. Thanks for having us. And Brad, good to see you. We'll see you good soon see you or maybe next fall. We don't know what the schedule is coming up yet. We'll sneak one more in. We will. All right. Sounds good. I'm Todd Molesky. Thanks for listening to Homeroom with Brad Sarin on 103.5 FM, The Sun Community Radio. It's all right because I'm saved by the